You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Cracking the code on how you can optimize, personalize, and monetize your app marketing and mobile growth efforts. Welcome to Mobile Presence, hosted by Peggy Ann Saltz. Peggy, a top 30 mobile marketing influencer, nine-time author, and content strategist, brings you her pick of tech, trends, guests, and cool stuff to help you drive growth and create deep connections with your customers. Now, prepare to get motivated and activated with our host. Hey, hello, and welcome to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz, with Mobile Groove, where I plan produce and promote content that allows my clients to reach performance goals and scale growth. And of course, growth is what it's all about here at Mobile Presence because that's where we do it every two weeks. If you've been listening, you know the drill. Every two weeks, we get the inside track on how you can grow your app from the UA experts who do this because this is their daily job. And they're amazing at it as well because they have achieved success that has earned them the title of mobile hero as chosen by Liftoff, a full-service mobile app marketing and retargeting platform. And if you're like me, you're out there, right? You're listening at the conferences and in the industry. And what you are hearing is that, you know, it has to be a marketing mix where you have teams that understand the user journey from a lot of different perspectives, a lot of different aspects. So it's about the business of marketing so that you understand UA, you understand marketing, but it's also product because you have to know the user journey. You know, where do they, where does the user um, come into the app? Where do they leave the app? What do they do in the app? That has to funnel back into marketing. They have to work hand in hand. They have to be inextricably linked. And the outcome is holistic marketing and wholly successful app marketing. And that's a lesson here because product and marketing have to work together if you want to activate and motivate your audience. And at Pocket Gems, this is exactly what happens. We have Star Gibson. She's a performance marketing manager with a strong background in marketing and scientific research. And then we have Brad Pewter. 
He is a performance marketing manager as well, who has worked at a variety of startups before joining Pocket Gems with hands-on experience and product and doing all of that work that you have to do before you, of course, pivot to growth marketing. So we've got them, you know, sort of like the dynamic duo here, what you need, product and marketing in one team. And I'm happy to have you both on the show. So Star and Brad, welcome. Thanks, Becky. Yeah, we're happy to be here. Yeah. Well, as I I'm 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 really pumped because you know it's it is exactly what we're hearing in the industry. I've heard it so many times. I've been at several conferences just within the last couple of months, and we even have you know fireside chats. I was at uh, one app conference in uh, in uh, Mobile Spree in in Berlin, and it was like you know hi, I do marketing, and hi, I do product, and hey, this is this is the way it has to be. It's almost like uh, uh, you know something in some sort of. Uh, 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 some sort of band or something, and this is this is what brings the harmony to marketing. So, um, and I mean, I'm just curious. This is what I'm hearing. But if we were start into anything, I mean, would you agree with me? You're both growth experts. Does this is this the the background? Is this the skill set that makes it work? There's sort of two sides of the same coin, right? Uh, it's one entire funnel or user journey that you're looking at, and you need both working together because you're ultimately at the end of the day optimizing this funnel together. And I mean, it's not just also the skill set, but Star, I mean, you also have to, I would imagine, um, have the abilities to to not just have the talent, but to harness the talent. Um, what, what would you say you bring to the table to make this work? Yeah, um, I think that I've had a plethora of experience in, um, in my in my history as well, coming from psychiatric research, moving over to startups and starting to get into in starting to get into marketing. Um, and I think that one really important thing is trying to bring together all those experiences, whether that's trying to dive deep into data and pull out insights, or if that's trying to think more on a psycho on a psychological level about why users are doing certain things and not just how they got there. So I'm just curious with the two of you, are, are you actually working in the same office, you know, very close to each other? Or <laughs> Yeah, we sit about a row apart, and unfortunately, okay. we have to yell over one row to talk to each other, but it happens um, well, that's, constantly that's really throughout good, the day. That's really good, that's close. Yeah, because I was just curious, because another thing, while well, I have you two as the experts here, you know, I want to try, you know, reality check some of the things I'm hearing in the industry. And another thing I hear is that not only is it absolutely essential that, you know, you two sit very close together and talk to each other, but also that you're on the same page. And then I've heard it that, you know, sometimes the two the two are a little bit like talking Klingon in a way, you know, one's talking data driven marketing and the other is talking user experience and product. So Brad and Star, we've talked about your background and, you know, how the two of you work together, but let's talk about how you work on the apps you're in charge of. Now you work on episode and war dragons, as I understand. And I just like to understand, you know, a little bit more about the app or apps rather um, you manage and how that, how that works together. I work on the War Dragon side. Uh, we're a um, mobile 3D game. Uh, mostly people would consider us a core game. Um, and then I, like you mentioned, started on the product side for Dragons, but the last year more so focused on growth. And I work with all of our DSP partners um, to do all of our programmatic buys. So mm -hmm. I basically have been spearheading our RTV strategy. And uh, to be honest, programmatic has been a really tough 
equation to to crack, but we know it's an important and vital one. So, mm-hmm. and, and as you as you rightly pointed out, that's not a super simple thing to do because we're just really getting our heads around. We know it's essential, and we have to uh, crack the code on that one. Star, what do you do in managing the app that you need to manage in order to uh, you know to basically move the needle on that? Yeah, so I work on Episode. Episode is an interactive storytelling platform. Um, It allows readers to kind of create their own path throughout a story of choices and move through this whole world of Episode and then even go into a writer's portal and kind of design their own stories and create their own destinies around that. And within user acquisition for Episode, I work mostly on social channels. So I think it's really heavily, um, it heavily relies on creative and brand recognition. So it's really important to make sure that we're always iterating on our creatives and making sure that our brand is standing out against our competitors because within the social space on, you know, AdWords and Facebook and Snapchat, it's so competitive, especially in such a niche um, area of, of games. So I'll start with you there, Stare. I mean, you seem to be in a great space because you have a background in cognitive science you're interested in in you know in people and what makes us tick i guess you bring that over to what you do in app marketing you know understand the creatives understanding that that mix and that match yeah 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 for sure i think we talk a lot about um the the demographics of an app and who we are targeting and i kind of look to go one step further than that and think about why are these people attracted to our app and kind of the psychographic profiles of them. So if we take if we take our data and we see that we heavily target towards young women, well, who are they? Where are they? Why are they attracted to this? Are they shoppers? If they are shoppers, what's attracting them to certain 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 places of retail or certain brands? And kind of going a step further and then looping that back into into our creative and into our brand to make sure that we are attracting them correctly and attracting the best players that we can. I want to do a follow-up here for a moment, Star. I mean, you're talking about closing that loop, and that's exactly, interestingly enough, you know, both of you as mobile heroes, you also do blogs and have your own website. And we'll get to those details later on in the show, but um, you've also been talking about closing the loop in a different way, which is the last-click attribution model. Um, why do you think that this is important to find a workaround? I mean, what's broken? Yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious to everyone in the marketing space that users and players, they don't convert after one time of interacting with your brand. We've accepted that we might need to hit any given user 5, 10, 20 times before they convert to a purchaser, let alone just a user of our app. So if we know that's to be the case, then why do we continue to attribute those installs or um, those conversions off of just one one touch point and that being the last click? Um, I think it's really important now that we have upgrades in technology and we have more cohesion with our main partners and with our MMPs to go a step further and feed our data pipeline even more and also make sure that internally we're attributing correctly. It's really important to make sure that we're putting the revenue towards the sources that um, that kind of deserve it and the sources that are going to lead to further growth down the line. How about you, Brad? I mean, this is one of the one of the things that Star is um, into and and, and a you know, proponent of. Um, does it 
feed into growth further on down the line? Because there's a lot of talk now about we need to have a different attribution model that isn't the last click. What's the benefit for, for you when you think about well, your growth strategy, what you need to be achieving? Um, yeah. So as I was mentioning earlier, I think really it's kind of a large funnel, right? From first impression view to purchase um, and a lot of things in between. And so I think really the big thing is when you leverage solely last click attribution, um, it forces our UA team and strategy to put resources behind basically channels that are performing well on last click. Mm -hmm. um, and so our data, our top of the funnel is a little bit skewed in that sense. I think if, if we could truly as an industry pivot to multi-touch and the technology was there, um, I think it would get us a better mix uh, top of funnel. And basically we'd be able to spread out our budget across channels that more, I would say that better reflect uh, users and where they come from and how they're likely to convert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and well, 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 it does make perfect sense because if you're looking at the last click, then you, know, you might have a network that's performing really, really well, but they're not doing anything after that you know they're, they're they're users that come and and stay and and you know don't do what they're supposed to whereas if you're looking at at networks that really um do contribute they might seem maybe expensive or or just they might seem in the short term that they're not performing so well but you have to look beyond that you have to look beyond that model is what i'm hearing right here is that correct star do you feel that you feel that the time is now for this or do you feel that this is a strategy that people should have in mind for next year, the year beyond, or is there a sense of urgency here? Yeah, I think I think that a good marketer needs to be ready for this to happen now. I think in terms of internal optimizations, we have the technology, we have the data to utilize it now and start attributing our revenue correctly. What what the industry is kind of is kind of going to wait on is for that cohesion between all partners, including ourselves contributing partners to buy into this model. Um, and, and, and the downside of that is that our largest partners are going to be affected the heaviest. Your self-attributing mm -hmm. social channels are going to be affected if we do decide to split revenue based on more than just one touch attribution. And that's where the issue comes in on a holistic level. But right here and right now, what marketers can start doing is utilizing that data to build internal internal tools and models to attribute success and revenue and conversions correctly on the internal front. Okay. Well, as I said, it's a lot to swallow, and that's why we're going to tell listeners later on where they can read more about this, because it really is a really important deep dive that is almost what I would call must-read uh, article giving the details of why Last Touch is broken um, and what we have to do to fix it and what we need to look at to, to do that. But right now we have to go to break. So listeners, don't go away. We'll be right back with Brad and Star, and we'll be talking about programmatic. So hang in there. We'll be right back. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. 
Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. WebmasterRadio.fm. Keep your headphones handy and the feed loaded. We never stop. Do you? Supercharging your mobile growth efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. And we're back. Welcome back to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz, with Mobile Groove and our guests, plural, today, Dara Gibson, Performance Marketing Manager, and Brad Pewter. He is also Performance Marketing Manager, both at Pocket Gems. And uh, Stara, Brad, before the break, we were talking a lot about Last Click and some best practice in that direction. Now, Brad, you have experience in many areas because, of course, you were at startups and you're really hands-on. But one thing you're really into and where you see a lot of opportunity is programmatic. I guess my first question is, you know, I hear a lot of people talk about the opportunities but if you had to be talking to someone who's on the fence about this and you had to say this is it this is the way if you got to get this guy what would you tell them yeah i think the first thing i would tell them is look at the sheer magnitude of volume available programmatically um versus any given network right uh if you look at sort of the top networks that ua managers use on a given day uh, there's probably around 10 to 20x the amount of impressions available programmatically. So I think the biggest upside is the sheer scale. Um, but on the flip side, that's also kind of what makes programmatic very challenging. So you need to be equipped with the right tools to kind of filter out um, signal from noise. Mm -hmm. I also think that um, historically, programmatic has especially been challenging because uh, really, programmatic partners have bought from exchanges and SSPs that have been given lowest priority in terms of publishers' um, waterfalls. But now, in 2018, um, we're seeing that the waterfall is dying pretty quickly on mobile, and so programmatic is getting access to better look, right? Whereas before, we were just kind of bidding on impressions that happen to be passed up on networks mm -hmm. before us. Now we're getting better look at um, higher quality impressions, not just kind of the leftovers. And then additionally, um, all the traditional networks um, are making their inventory accessible programmatically as well. So I think now is, now is really the right time 
to start thinking about buying programmatically. So do you feel like a bit of a, a pioneer or do you feel that this is, um, you know, all learning? Um, is it is it is it where the industry needs to be or do you feel it's just in the early stages? How do you feel about your job and also, um, you know, the industry? Because I can imagine it's a lot of learning by doing. I would say that on one hand, the industry has been around for a long time. Um, but I think this year especially, um, mm -hmm. and heading into 2019, it's a renaissance. Um, and the programmatic ecosystem will look a lot different than it did before, especially um, in lieu of unified auctions, um, right? We're going to see the industry start to converge a lot more, and UA managers are sort of going to have to rethink their strategies. And even for people who are doing programmatic, they're still feeling the effects of it because um, programmatic buyers are driving up prices or altering prices um, within networks. And so, yeah, I think um, it's both the same industry, but a completely different version of it that we're about to head into. Do I see myself as a pioneer? Um, no, not exactly. <laughs> um, but a pro. <laughs> I think that, yeah, I mean, I think that um, we... I've been able to work on some pretty cutting edge stuff and um, personally, like I'm vested in and pretty bullish on programmatic. And so I've, I've worked on some, I've been working on some stuff that I think won't be fully baked for a while into the mm -hmm. ecosystem. Which means we'll have to come back to you, Brad, you know, and check in what's <laughs> happening a bit a bit later on. But in the meantime, you know, you do have a lot of practical, uh, you know, practical experience, obviously. And, and thankfully, you know, you're one of these sharing types. You've also shared some practical advice. And that's not often. A lot of people sort of like to keep it to themselves. But you have a, a checklist of, you know, how you make the right choice for your app and strategy. We can't go through all of them. Again, this is over on your page over at Mobile Heroes. But I would like to have maybe like your pick of a couple top ones, say top two or three of the must um yeah, the must-ask questions when you're looking for your partner. Because as you said, it's changing, it's evolving, it's not going to be the way it was before, and UA managers have to rethink that strategy. Yeah, so I think the first question that I would ask, uh, so really if you think about it, um, on paper, um, all these DSPs have access to the same inventory, right? It's the same big exchanges, Mopub, Google, some of the networks, et cetera, that we're talking about. Um, so the difference uh, is in their secret sauce, right, their algorithm. Mm -hmm. And so I would really hone in on um, how their bidding model and optimization strategies work and figure out if that's a methodology that kind of aligns with your product. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, yeah, I think uh, DSPs optimize differently um, and have very different models. And so it's important to figure out if, the, if that works for you. Um, and kind of in that vein, I would also um, assess if their business model is a right fit for you. So um, some partners will offer you CPM buys. Some will offer CPI or CPA. I think in the short run, uh, CPI and CPA are great. They kind of de-risk things for both parties. 
Um, but just be cognizant of the fact that that means that your partner is taking some sort of non-transparent margin. And another thing I would look for is just to understand uh, what kind of traffic your DSP both has access to and also specializes in, um, right? So do they have access to particularly um, unique exchanges or inventory or geos that they specialize in? Um, do they, are they playable-centric or are they banner-centric? Um, and just kind of balance those uh, across your the rest of your portfolio. So I'm just curious when you're doing this, Brad, do you just ask outright the questions or is there a certain lot, you know, language here? Do you just like write an email and say, okay, hi, ad partner, this is my list, you know, answer them. And then you review the answers or how do you actually get answers to these questions? Yeah. So usually these conversations are kicked off um, with sort of an in-person um, demo or meeting. And I think really you should be asking the hard-hitting questions from the get-go. Um, the onus is kind of on your partners to be able to answer them. And I think that, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of the times I've heard partners say the word proprietary, um, <laughs> machine learning a little bit too often, or black box to kind of obfuscate what's happening. But I think, yeah, I think really when evaluating a partner, you should just get straight to it. Um, there's no reason that you shouldn't have as much information as possible when evaluating your decision. Star, you do this in a, in a obviously you're doing this as well, but then you have also a focus on um, the data you want about understanding the behavior of the users, you want to understand and evaluate creatives, that's a tough one. What are you asking your partners to get the information that you need? Yeah, um, I think on social channels, um, there also is kind of that lack of transparency at times. And kind of what you want to ask the big questions there are, what data can they pass back? And then the other thing is what data can you pass them that they can then analyze? Um, the great thing about social channels is a lot of them do kind of backwards audience matches where you provide them a list of users and they tell you who these users are and what they do and how they interact with their platform. So with social channels, one big thing is kind of what can they provide you in terms of data and what can they provide you in terms of insight to your current user base and the users you're bringing in from their platform. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Brad, uh, I had to smile when you were doing it because you were talking about some of the language that you hear, uh, some of the red flags there. I mean, uh, proprietary is one. Um, my favorite is always 100% guaranteed or something like that. When anything's guaranteed <laughs> in, in yeah. acquisition, it's like, really? Or can you do that? Okay. Yeah, um, that's, just... that's definitely suspicious. <laughs> that is suspicious. What are some red flags for you, Star? I mean, what do you see in an email or when you're dealing with a partner and you say, nope, that is definitely hitting and pegging my BS meter? Yeah, um, a lot of times I think, especially now with a lot more privacy and things coming up is the lack of LAT. Um, when, 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 if you see a high LAT rate, a lot of times it can be written off as, oh, these users are young and they have more privacy um, or 
um, you have heavily traffic in Europe and we have lack of data. But at the end of the day, if 90% of of a platform's traffic um, has no data or no device IDs or anything like that, and LET is turned off, that's also, that's a pretty big red red flag as well. And just for the listeners who don't know it, um, LET stands for? Limited ad tracking. Limited ad tracking. So that's basically saying we don't have a clue. Um, yes, but we did our best to match this person, mm-hmm. and we think this is who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, we're coming up to break, but I'm just wondering if you could walk me through um, just a little bit of how this has worked together for you, because you obviously have you're watching, um, you know, the green flags for growth, the red flags for watch it, uh, the warnings, and and you've you're working on your apps. Do you have a uh, um, something you can share about results you've been able to achieve or something you're particularly proud of? Because, I mean, you do have the title, Mobile Hero, which means you aced it in UA. Uh, tell me about it. So I think one really big piece of success on the creative front, um, Brad talks a lot about moving over to the programmatic space and myself working in the social space, is starting to craft your creatives for the platform. Um when when Pocket Jump decided to kind of dive into this programmatic space and really put effort and time behind it, um, it was important not to just take our creatives from our social platforms, take our carousels from Facebook or something, and then throw them into the programmatic space. Um, the users aren't experiencing them in the same way. They aren't interacting with them at the same times. So it was really important for us and to work with our creative team to craft creatives that match our platforms. So whether that's trying to make creatives that feel native and flow correctly on Facebook, or if that's trying to make creatives specifically for programmatic and where users are experiencing them and where they are ingesting that information to make the um, to make the experience as seamless as possible. So I think really on the creative front, we've seen a lot of success in crafting creatives um, directly for whatever platform we're working on. Mm-hmm. And making that extra effort of making certain that they're a fit Um, probably also um, dynamic, obviously relevant. Um, I want to hear what you're doing, Brad, to move the needle on what you're doing and and the successes that you have to share. And I'm sure based on also some practical best practice that we can take away as uh, listeners. But right now we do have to go to break. So listeners, don't go away because when we come back, we're going to hear a great story about a success story. And then we're also going to look at some of the things that you have to watch to make certain that you achieve high performance without high fraud. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network through iHeartRadio. 
iTunes, Stitcher, and the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content. The speed of Webmaster for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Supercharging your mobile growth efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on webmasterradio.fm. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. And we are back. Welcome back to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Groove and our guests today, Plural, Star Gibson, Performance Marketing Manager, and Brad Pewter, also a Performance Marketing Manager, both at Pocket Gems. And before the break, we were talking about, Star, you know, what you've done that you're particularly proud of, because that's what it is. You are a UA expert. Brad, same thing here. What have you done at Pocket Gems that you can share? Yeah, so I think I've really pushed um, the team to think about post-install optimization strategy, mm-hmm. um, both including it as part of our strategy, including it as part of our analytics stack, um, and building out the tools um, required to construct, test, uh, and put new events to optimize towards there out, out in the field. Um, and I think it's helped... Uh, a few channels really kind of filter out the noise, particularly channels mm-hmm. that um, really can leverage eCPA optimization. Um, so that's all of the programmatics, um, some of the socials, um, and a few of the networks. Um, so it really helps us focus our budget on people who are more likely to drive the results that we're looking for. And I think we've had success there so far, but we're also kind of still in the early stages. I think now we're working on more robust events that uh, work as even better signals. So when you're talking about events, I'm just curious, is it something outside the box, something we haven't thought of? Um, so obviously there's the normal things, purchase, um, mm-hmm. key actions in the game like in our game you can breed dragons hit levels etc um, but yeah I would say there's some more out of the box stuff that's uh, maybe not to use the word that I said to not use earlier but proprietary <laughs> that's the word we have to remember that's the one um, any idea of the, 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 the uplift? Can you share? I mean, is it something where it's like, wow, it's really off the charts and you're really proud of yourself, Brad? Or is it just something that, you know, I have to understand if you focus on the events, what can you expect for your effort? You know, listeners might say, yeah, okay, I'll take another look at those post-install events, but is it really worth it? Yeah, so I think um, on one hand, uh, providing an eCPA that you know is going to yield positive results is good on your end, but also um, providing that eCPA goal to your partners, um, right, helps them keep themselves accountable. Um, so 
they're not just looking at CPI. They can see for themselves on their end how close they are to getting towards your goals um, and what mm -hmm. they need to do to move the needle. As far as specific case studies um, or uplift, and as for specific case studies um, or uplift, I think we've seen the biggest results on social and programmatic, um, especially on programmatic. We've seen um, our ROAS metrics increase. So programmatic in general is volatile, but in a given week, um, we might see like a 2x uplift. Mm -hmm. Well, that, that makes it worth the effort. I'll say that. Um, I just wanted to have a quick question with both of you because it's a it's a big topic and both of you are talking about it um, you know in your blog but also in your in your business because Brad you talk about having a transparent relationship with your DSP um, Sara you're talking about you know understanding the attribution model both of it based on you know seeing uh, seeing things in a holistic way and of course that is not what always happens because app marketers are also challenged by ad fraud. We know the risk. What would you say um, is your recommendation to protect against ad fraud? Maybe I'll start with you, Stara. Yeah, I think the largest the, the largest impact you can have is working with trustworthy partners. And Brad talks mm -hmm. about this a lot. When you hear those keywords like um, proprietary and black box and machine learning, um, it should it, it should be a red flag. So work with partners who are going to be transparent with you and work with partners who are going to fight the fight to fight the fight of fraud too uh, alongside mm -hmm. you. Um, the other thing is to like lean heavily on your MMPs. Um, MMPs are going to they are kind of the for the forefront of the fight and fraud and you want to lean on them and utilize their tools and their resources, but also push them to create tools and to create resources to fight fraud. Um, and then internally, just make sure that when you're drafting IOs and when you're drafting contracts, to draft them intelligently and to protect yourself against certain types of fraud. So if you've been hit by fraud in the past and you know what that fraud looks like and you've seen that pattern, put that into your IO, where if we see XYZ, then XYZ, um, and protect mm -hmm. yourself on that front as well. Very good advice there and very succinct. Brad, anything to add to that? Yeah, so I would circle back to the attribution front. So um, really think about your attribution windows. Um, only leverage view through part view through attribution with select partners that you trust um, because that's kind of a gateway for fraud. Um, as far as you know what Star was mentioning earlier about LAT traffic, I would think about um, your fingerprint windows and whether or not you even want to use fingerprinting with select partners, um, because again, that's a gateway for fraud. Um, and yeah, and just kind of think about the time span for attribution. Okay. I mean, lots of good advice there. And um, I'm sure listeners, you know, they might want to stay in touch with you. They might want to connect with you. Uh, you know, LinkedIn, follow you in social, check out your blogs. What's the best way to stay in touch with you, Brad? We'll start with you. Yeah, so if you have any questions, ideas, or want to follow up, um, feel free to shoot me an email, brad at pocketgems.com, or let's connect on LinkedIn. Perfect. And how about you, Stara? How should people stay in touch with you? Yeah, same here. I'm always available on LinkedIn. Just search for Stara. Gibson, and you can email me at star at pocket gems as well. 
Perfect. And I'll be connecting with both of you, too, because I think that you have a lot of really valuable, practical knowledge to offer. And maybe we'll get back to you, you know, in a couple of uh, months to see how things are going over there at Pocket Gems. But in the meantime, my friends, this is indeed a wrap. Of course, the next week will be jam-packed with more mobile heroes and more amazing stories, so do stay tuned. And if you want to read up on Star or Brad or any of the heroes in the series, you can check out their dedicated page over at heroes.liftoff.io. And of course, if you want to keep up with me throughout the week, find out how you can be a guest or sponsor in Mobile Presence, you can email me, Peggy, at Mobile Groove. Mobile Groove is where you also find my portfolio of content marketing app marketing services. And be sure to check out this and all earlier episodes of our show by going to webmasterradio.fm, or you can find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio simply by searching under Mobile Presence. So until next time, remember, every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. We'll see you soon. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.